rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1134. It was 99 degrees on this day in 1988. And it was 47 degrees as a low on this day in 1962. Man, what a day this is. I love this summer wind. It's just a hot summer wind blowing. If you're lucky enough to live on the lake or near a fishing hole, I'm sure the kids are swimming. I hope the beach has been kept free of weeds and algae and unwanted vegetation. Uh, With the products from Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company, the products are made in White Bear Lake. They uh, easy to use, work quickly. They've been approved by all of the right people. They're very safe, and they really do work. You don't want the kids to go down there and swim in a bunch of weeds and junk that tangles them up. And you heard the lake detective the other night. This has been a weedy summer. This has been a hot, weedy summer, so it's important to get those Aquaside products. Still a lot of swimming season left. Your beach will look great for the rest of the year. Call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushir. There he is. Uh, the record, what did I just say? The record was 99 degrees in 1988. And I got uh, uh, an email from Mitchell Gossman, who writes, listening to the show where 1988 was mentioned as being exceptionally hot, and it triggered a memory of my wife <clears throat> when she was very pregnant that summer, and heat is unpopular with pregnant women. Yeah. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was so hot, I even cut this photo out of the paper at the time and put it in a scrapbook. I subscribed to newspapers.com and wondered if I could find the article. And sure enough, I did, but it's not an article. It was part of an advertisement that Lennox was using during that time in the Minneapolis Tribune. Uh, and the ad is from 1989. When will people realize they are being played? Weather is not climate. Conservatives like me laugh when they hold global warming conferences in January in Finland and liberals say the sky is falling when it's 100 degrees in August in Minnesota, as it often is. Well, he found this 1989 ad that Lennox air conditioning was running. Mm Mm-hmm. And you'll note that the local meteorologists are are just agog right now, telling us how many days we've reached 90. Yes. Well, well, okay. Here's 1988, May 28th, 92, May 29th, 91, May 30th, 91, May 31st, 91, June 1st, 91, June 5th, 90, the 6th of June, 90, 7th, 94, 12th of June, 94, 13th of June, 90, 14th, 94, 18th, 95. Uh, the ni- I got to count these. We've already exceeded this year, I think, for 90s. Yes. Uh, the 21st, the 24th, the 25th, July 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 
23rd, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. How many is that? Uh, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, He's 8, 9, 10, 11, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, it's 102, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. Oh, I didn't get to August. Oh, count that, too, from 1. 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. 44 days in August, at least May through August, that hit 90 or more. Hmm. You are correct. It. Thank you. I found that online a long time ago, 44 right. days. <laughs> Did you find that at 7, 8, 9? Yeah, I, I was, I was going to stop him, but I thought, ah, he's on a roll. See if he can count. Well, for God's sakes, they're telling us every night, uh, who's the guy on Channel 4? Uh, Schaefer? That guy. He said, oh, geez, we've had 20 degrees where it's 20 days where it's, so what? Come on. In 1980, <laughs> we had 44. Yeah. Uh, including a number of 100, July 31st, 105, August 1st, 101, August 2nd, 99. What's today? Today is the 15th. The 16th, 99. Oh, uh, you know, you know what? You know what? Come on. <laughs> you know what? Cut the what? sham. It's a bunch you, of B as in B. Do you sometimes think that whether men in particular, whether women, whether people, are using this as a way just to sell themselves? You guys need us to keep you up to date and informed about the forecast and how it's going to be. You know what I mean? They're just using it as a promotional tool to promote their services. Yes, exactly. And they're doing what they're supposed to do for their ratings and their format. I, I get it. Yeah. I understand. But it wouldn't kill them to once in a while introduce an actual fact. There's there's nothing unusual about <laughs> there's nothing unusual about nineties in Minnesota you know what? in the You're summer. Right. If it was Chris that did that, it would would be cool if he said, and in nineteen seventy nine I got a better idea. Yeah. Real weather with Suchi Boy. We get you down in the five on the desk. Hey, listen, bleepers, it's going to be hot today. <laughs> Joe in we front of her. a green screen. Doing that one of these. would be TV magic. Kind of looking down. Why is my arm pointing up this way? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know the cl we. Well, hey, I, I we've we're we've been on top of the climate uh, situation for quite some time. The concern. Uh, expressed in the hysteria. It has nothing to do with the climate. Say, we have a new segment today uh, featuring the president. Oh, yes. And it's today's... Uh, uh, today Is it today's word? Uh, yes, the new Biden word of the it's day. It's the word of the day uh, from our president. I believe he was in Milwaukee. Yes, he was uh, talking oh, about... Um, yeah. Jobs and uh, manufacturing. And, he, he had a tough go of it over there, didn't he? He uh, is, and he was talking about how America is winning. I don't know what we're winning, but we're winning it, though. We're winning. And then he mentioned, I believe, a bill yes. that got passed. And let's—I've got a ten-dollar bill in my pocket. If you can tell me what he's saying. But then, 
when I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which. <laughs> wow. Okay. Can, is hey. there a way you can slow it down? He signed it, though. No, I know. Can you slow that down? Let me see. Sounds like me after I a half can. a bottle. Of what is the what? What is the bill, <laughs> Joe? I, will you I think it was infrastructure, right? But, but all that, I hear is infra, infra. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which <laughs> infrastructure? <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But you can't slow it down. I don't think I can. Well, this you know, a lot of radio shows or podcasts, they have the kind of technical <laughs> ability where you can do all kinds of things with audio. You would think that there would be some miracle way. Wasn't in the budget. Where you could slow that down. Because yeah. I'd really like to know what in God's did name you, he's referring to. Did you ask him for that 45 minutes ago? No. When, uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. When I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which... I think I know what he was doing. And you guys aren't aware of this, but uh, but I happen to be. Every um, Wednesday, Joe writes a little thing for the uh, town council. No, it's usually Thursdays. Thursdays, but, Thursdays. Uh, but he needed to speed it up a day. And... <laughs> I'm going to get yelled at at the break, but that's fine. And so Joe kept uh, saying profanity in the other room. I'm thinking, what is, what's Oops. going on in there? I can't bleep and type. And so I, I walk in there to see what uh, what he was what he was uh, putting together for the old town council, and it it looked like this. But then, when I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again, which <laughs> so I started to read what Joe had written, had I'm typed out. Right. I said. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? Do you there? have any more of that speech, or is that it? Uh, I have because a little bit more. He really, yeah. He, he talked a little bit about Maui uh, yesterday. I know he did. He also authorized one-time payments of seven hundred dollars per household. That'll have been displaced. That's like walls. So do the immediate things of just taking care of medications and prescriptions. Okay, thank you. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Walls, you know, the walls in his uh, cronies, they stole $18 billion of our money. And they're going to give it back to you. But you're going to get a check for like 350 bucks, bucks or something. $37.50. The president, doesn't he sound like the guy that's been sitting at the Legion all day? And you're going to, you're about two minutes away from getting in a fight with him because you want to take his keys. And then put him into a cab to take him home to the trailer house. Doesn't, isn't that? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Heidi wants to know. It, I think he was trying to say bipartisan at the beginning. Bipartisan so, infrastructure thank bill. You. That's exactly what yeah. I think he was yeah. trying to say, attempting to say. Uh, Heidi wants to know if there is a historian uh, connected to the state fair who could explain to us how the streets at the fairgrounds got their names. Oh, State Fair historian. Uh, but I have a book at home called The Street Where You Live. And I bet the State Fair street names are in that book. Maybe I can help you, Heidi. Maybe I'll save this email to remind myself to consult my book at What's, home. Is the book just about St. Paul? Yeah, it's the street names in St. Paul and how they all got their name. Hmm. The one in Minneapolis would be easy. First. Right. No, I, you know, names like Ramsey. Yeah, no, and, that's cool, though. Yeah. That, that actually is cool. Juno. Oh, according to Juno. It's just Juno? a bunch of... Juno, I can drunk, help you. Okay. A bunch of drunken Irishmen, wasn't it? Yeah. According to Jesse, Juliet, just named it. And... <laughs> Juliet was the daughter of some farmer, the whole deal. I can, are we going to put a little effort into our um, broadcast this year at the fair, or are we going to do it like last year? Well, I was just so disappointed last up. year. I was misled <laughs> by the people who work for us, and... Uh, 
I'm not anticipating great things because you you all say you're going to do something and then so you don't do it. Rook, uh, I'm going to make working. it clear right here and right now. I am not doing a damn thing. <laughs> we have lowered expectations to the point I'll, where I'll probably be arriving late and leaving early. As a matter of fact, I'll bring a different guitar every day like I did last year. Perfect. That'll be my uh... Dave Robinson sent me a T-shirt. He said he was oh. recently shopping on Amazon on Amazon for a certain Clint Eastwood I wanted to watch when an item of interest to me appeared out of the blue. There is something I heard you say several times, and this rang a bell. I have shipped you one, uh, so I think you might get a kick out of it. It's a T-shirt with Clint Eastwood on it, and Clint is saying, get off my lawn. Uh-huh. Thank you, sir. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he did it, but Brian... A uh, member of the of the Garage Logic Town Council was able to slow down <laughs> the president uh, and what he was attempting to say. If you can just give me a moment, here it is. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. I've been And Rockets Red Glare, who we mentioned, was yes. uh, yeah. she was the third fireworks queen. Okay. Oh. And she said she's honored to this day to have received such a status in Garage Logic. <laughs> and she attached a photo. And uh, it was beautiful. Okay. And uh, she said she's serious about contacting her in the event we go to uh, what she calls Spam Town. Got it. Now, John, have you written your song about spam? Oh, that's, Ra- you know, I Raised forgot. on spam. There we go. Raised yeah, on spam. Here. here he goes. He's not got, just a newsman. I got, I got something. Not just a newsman. And Aaron Rivard, thanks again for mentioning oh, perfect. his deal. Got there. it. Yep. Did, did you want the song now, Joe? Why or? not? Well, okay. You didn't have much rehearsal. <laughs> well, <over. laughs> I had two ways to go here. Yeah. At first, I, I went, you know, I thought I was raised on Spam would be an old blues guy thing, right? But then I thought we better go a little more country route with it. Mm, I don't know if this is tuned either. Yeah, it's tuned close enough, huh? Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. I'm not. I was raised on Spam. It kind of tastes like ham. It's covered in a somewhat clear gel. It's got a nice meaty smell. (laughs) I was raised on Spam. (laughs) Well, I was raised on Spam. Don't like it? Nah, I don't give a damn. This is for Kenny if you eat it with Velveet. It's fresh. Right out of the pan, it's more need of fresh. I was raised on Spam. I got one more. One more verse. Yep. I was raised on Spam. I'll have another piece, ma'am. Breakfast, I can eat a whole bunch. Two more rectangles for lunch. (laughs) I was raised on Spam. I was raised on Spam. I was raised on Spam. And then my, my little tribute to John Crying goes, Good for the whole fam. Even soldiers ate it in Vietnam. <laughs> Eat it while you're on the lamb. 
George Michael ate it when he was in Wham. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised on Spam. I think that's fantastic. That Thank was fantastic. you. That was Thank very you. John Prine-esque, John. I love yeah. this. This is the wrong uh, board I have up here. I wanted to give John some applause. Okay. But there's a... See, I have a note regarding... That's uh, my bad. I, I have a note regarding Grundhoffers. Okay. From a Randy Nibble. I'm sorry, Nibby. Randy Nibby. Or Nib. Joe, thinking how uh, successfully and how quickly the staff implemented the pushpin map for listeners to activate their <laughs> listing location. I remember that. Did that ever happen? Oh, yeah. Or are we just one oh, day yeah. closer? No, we did it. Allow <laughs> listeners to enter their address in the application, if we create one, would calculate their distance to the closest Grunhoffers measured in brats laid end to end. Love it. <laughs> I know that Google Maps can tell me the distance and the time it will take me to get there, but to know that distance in terms of brats would help me relax in my swimming pool full of 12,000 ketchup packets. <laughs> I don't get that. What did I just read? <laughs> Please enter your current listening location. That, that was it. Yes. Well, we do know there will be a third Grunhofer's location. I don't know where. There are select garage logicians who have been made privy. Right. We wow. have not been. For now, we just continue to shop at the two Grunhofer's locations, north of Hugo on Highway 61. That's the original. And again in Forest Lake West, I'm sorry, east of 35. East, Please try again. Yes. East of 35. <laughs> Please on, try again. On Highway 97, there's a new root beer float brought, a new burrito bratwurst. Spencer is continually inventing in his scientific kitchen for new flavors of brats. There's got to be more than 140 now. And this is in addition to the burgers, the steaks, the chops, the chicken, cheese, potato salad, fish, salmon, you name it. If you're heading up north, grab your cooler and stop at Grunhofer's. Where am I going? Grunhofer's. They're all set. Pushpin activated. And then uh, could you figure out how to tell her to measure the distance in brats? Please try again. Yeah. You live uh, 18,300 brats from Grunhofer's or That's something good... like that. I don't know how that would work. It's Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. Spencer's been with us from virtually the beginning of the podcast. It's Grunhofer's in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and a store that opened last summer in Forest Lake on 97. Featuring pretzels today. Pretzels? Pretzels. They have a new flavor. Uh, Grunhofer's Everything Pretzels. Satisfy your cravings with a perfect combo of pretzels, sesame, poppy, garlic, and salt. Is, wow. Are they making pretzels? Yeah, they do like a ranch and a dill pickle. and a, So Ooh. it's pretzel flavor. They're not making the... They're, they're doing the seasoning. But you know what you find every so time good. you go to Grunhofer's? Something good. A new treat. Yes. How about pretzels and jerky? That would get you on a road trip. Oh, yeah. That would get you through the road trip. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yes, yes sir. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. 
Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality, serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more, Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Moon Motorsports, the best power sports dealer in uh, in our area. It's up in Monticello, owned and operated by passionate riders just like us, just a short distance from the Twin Cities, just west of us. Uh, and, of course, online, moonmotorsports.com. And uh, for the most passionate riders there are who enjoy the finest machines built, you're in luck because Moon Motorsports has a large lineup of Ducati motorcycles, Ducati Top of the line, Moon has many new and used Ducatis in stock right now. And for you BMW riders, oh boy, here's a big date coming up this weekend. Don't miss your chance to test ride the latest BMW models. It's this Friday and Saturday, the 18th and 19th. Moon Motorsports will have the BMW demo trucks on hand. So you can swing a leg over whatever BMW you've been thinking about. And as you know, uh, Moon has many brands of both new and used bikes on hand. So if you're thinking about a bike or if you're ready right now today, right here, right now, get to Moon Motorsports Monticello, just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Unfortunately, I have two developments that indicate to me that that our country does not have much time left. Oh, no. Huh. Uh, one is uh, jaywalking has been legalized in Los Angeles in the name of equity. What does that mean? And it's resulting, unfortunately, in an increase in pedestrian deaths. But because many people don't jaywalk and therefore are not ticketed in the name of equity, those who do jaywalk should not be ticketed. Huh. There's a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. The legalized jaywalking was enacted in January and has already led to 19 fatalities due to unsafe crossings. Out of the 26 pedestrian fatalities in Los Angeles through Aug 7, this is according to Deputy District Attorney John McKinney. Uh, California's pedestrian fatality rate is 25% above the national average. McKinney, who called the new jaywalking law equity run amok, is running to unseat his incumbent boss, District Attorney George Gascone, in the upcoming 2024 election, and has been sharply critical of soft-on-crime policies. 
I hope this guy wins. Lawmakers justify legalizing jaywalking to reduce law enforcement's contact with citizens. Hmm. Supporters of the new law believe it would remove a justification for police to stop and question people in minority communities. The predictable trade-off for reducing traffic enforcement has been more deaths of pedestrians. So in other words, the failed academy people who occupy the city council of Los Angeles, the district attorney, George Gascon, who's worthless, what they believe apparently is that because minority people apparently are more prone to jaywalking than non-minority people, it's unfair of us to enforce jaywalking regulations. Makes total sense. Yeah. That's equity. That's one of the developments that tells me we're running out of time. Well, because every other problem is solved. That's why they're now trying to fix this. How many deaths? 19 so far. How many deaths per year before the law was enacted? What do you think I am here? Were these deaths that were going to happen (laughs) anyway? Uh, It sounds like no, they would not be dead. In 2022... 150 uh, 157 pedestrians died in LA that uh, exceeded 2021's number by 20 percent traffic fatalities well we don't need traffic fatalities as a whole the victims in pedestrian related traffic deaths are overwhelmingly homeless they are 40.2 times more likely to be fatally struck by a car than everyone else. And they're most likely strung out. Too. But rather than t- confront them, right? which might save them, yep. rather than talk to them. What are we going to do? We're in the name of equity. You're just going to leave them alone. So you're going to accommodate them. Yeah. Is that accommodating? Oh, but we're no. to assume if they're homeless, would it be wrong to assume that they're just... Wasted, yes. blasted, yep. high. It would not be. Up. It would not be wrong to assume that. See what I don't understand, and I've never understood it, and I didn't know about this till I moved to the Twin Cities in the early '80s. People will just throw themselves right out in traffic mid-block, yes, and not make any effort to run, jog, or speed up across the road causing the cars to slam on their brakes. I don't understand that mindset. Well, in in Los Angeles, Democratic lawmakers argued that jaywalking laws unequally impact poor and minority communities. So in the name of equity, there is no more jaywalking laws. What if it's a cracker crossing mid-block? Then what do we got? (laughs) I don't know what they do. Uh, my point is that I'm off the hook. The equity aspect of this is one of the reasons the country doesn't have long. What if you know how I love the what ifs? Yeah, you got the mid block jaywalker, you got the guy in the motorcycle. The guy mm. in the motorcycle slams on his brakes since he just started. He's a middle aged guy who just came into some money, so he just bought his first bike, and he's no good at riding. He lays it down. He's sliding down the street, you know, uh, his bike uh, over there. He's here. Car behind him, on the phone, texting with both hands, 
They run the bike rider over. Now the bike rider's dead. The guy in the car is at fault. Meanwhile, the person that started it all, the jaywalker, keeps on walking. I was going to say, what happened to the jaywalker? Keeps on walking. They're fine. He or she is okay. Equity. Equity. That's equity. Equity. All right. And the second thing that tells me that we're not going to make it. In other words, what what you have there is a case of, uh, again, a law, uh, an expectation of law abidance is just thrown out the window. We are making anarchy legal mm-hmm. well, is you're what we are doing. It. You're seeing it play out in that very area. I mean, when we, what did we do? We, we lift, lifted uh, shoplifting restrictions, not restrictions, but uh, prosecution, right? Yes. So it's it's just open season right now. We now turn to a California hospital executive and professor who claims children can identify as a mythology-inspired creature and claims that this category of children love mermaids. <laughs> Diane Aronsaft, uh, Aronsaft, a self-identified feminist who supports gender revolution, is the director of mental health and chief psychologist at the University of California, San Francisco, Benioff Children's Hospital Gender Development Center. Wow. She is also a professor at UCSF School of Medicine. Okay. The developmental and clinical psychologist specializes in pediatric gender affirmative care for transgender and gender expansive patients. Her biography pages reflect that Erin Saff focuses her research on how genders before puberty develop as well as the mental health effects of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, which are part of chemical sex changes on children. Uh, Aaron Aaron Saft made what some may consider fringe claims about gender ideology. Yeah, I'd I'd go there. I think it's a fringe claim. (laughs) Including that kids can identify as gender hybrids, which includes a mythology-inspired creature called a gender minotaur. Minotaur, am I pronouncing that correctly? Minotaur. Minotaur. And that kids can change their genders by season... Hey, it's the season. And can have different identities depending on their location. Like if you're a country, a country where this is important is not an important country. No, you're exactly right. We're not serious. A minotaur is a uh, creature which has the body of a man and the head of a bull. And a minotaur is what Kenny has in his fish house. Yes. I just got it. Jeez. <laughs> I totally agree. We are in the midst of a gender revolution, and the children are leading it, and it's a wonderful thing to see. A gender revolution. And it's also humbling to know children know more than we do about this topic of being gender expansive, uh, this woman said during a 2018 talk at the San Francisco Public Library. I bet that was thrilling. Aaron Saft believes the transgender revolution is the next phase of the 60s feminist movement. Okay, I, I wouldn't... I, Are we going to have transgendered people burning their bras? 
We've got genders moving boulders, and it makes a lot of people nervous, she said. No, uh, ma'am, what, what makes me nervous is your mental illness is taking over as an essential dynamic of the United States way of life. And really what this is is the continuing destruction of the country. Any country where you think a kid can change gender according to what season it is, is a country that's not destined to be very powerful or very important or very successful into the future. Speaking of countries, wouldn't Dr. Mengele love this? Oh, boy. Uh, hey, yeah. he, this would be awesome for him. 21st uh, Twenty-first century gender creative children. She she believes in transgender children, gender expansive children, gender fluid children, gender non-binary children, gender hybrids, gender Prius, half girl, half boy, gender Minotaur. Uh, one on top, one on bottom. One one on top, other on the bottom. What now? Huh. You got God Kenny's attention, huh? I, I don't know what that. I'm is. listening. <laughs> Gender by season, school year girl, summer boy. Gender by location, at home boy, at grandma's girl. And she she finds that all of that acceptable. Okay. So, Vivaldi, what would he rename seasons? Uh, instead of summer, it would be what girl? Yeah. Fall would be transitioning. Winter would be boy. Spring would be transitioning. This is a sick human being, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's not like she's the only one. Aaron Saft believes that transgenderism is derived by a gender web, which is influenced by culture, upbringing, and nature. Each person's web will change over time as they age. What's your gender? Don't answer until you hear all your options. Because Aaron Saft wants you to get off your binary measurement scale. Huh? I, uh, what? Uh, that's, uh, uh, never mind. I'm yeah. not going to go. Never mind. <laughs> A boy twirled in my office and said to me, you see, I'm a Prius. I'm a boy in the front, and I'm a girl in the back. Oh, no. Sounds like a train wreck. A Prius. Huh? And Aaron Saft said that gender Minotaur, is that it, John? Minotaur? Min Minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah. Minotaur. They love mermaid. Ah. Mermaids. Huh. Okay. Huh? Uh, this woman's crazy. I'm sorry. She going nuts. Huh? I started meeting a whole bunch of other gender hybrids. And so we have the gender Prius. We have a gender Minotaur, she said. And most of the kids who are gender Minotaur love mermaids. So make sure you have a lot of mermaid books. If you really think about it, it works. I, I don't know what if I'm you, supposed to think about, and think I don't know what it. that means that would no, work. I know one thing. It smells fishy down there. Yeah. That's the... Uh, that's the mermaid. Yeah. You've got... Uh, 
you've got equity uh, pretty much attempting to erase an expectation of law-abiding from the from the country. Okay. And you've got crackpots like this woman who uh, believes that you could be whatever you want, even just based on the season of the year or wherever you happen to be. And I submit to you that I, it's beyond me how you... Well, you push back against the equity stuff by being careful who you vote for. I don't know how you push back against the failed academy that thinks nothing of employing people like this. Well, it starts in the home. It starts by being a good parent. Right, because they're preying upon the vulnerable. Right. And all this would be just fine and good un uh, until you bring in the drugs and the surgery and the reassignment. And then when you're a parent and you decide to voice your opinion at a school board meeting, you're, of course, instantly shot well, down. No, no, when your kid comes to you uh, and says, well, you know, Johnny wants to be Jane, well, you, you get what we got. You wait till you're 18 and you move out and you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, until then, you're under my roof and you're going to live my rules. And I don't care if that sounds like it's right out of the 1800s. That's what being a good parent is called. You here's, cut this shit off before it happens. Here's why it impacts the country. If you are consumed from a very early age with wondering about these things, gender, for example, and you are encouraged by your family unit to go ahead and wonder about these things. Maybe you are a minotaur. Maybe you are a summer girl and a winter boy. Maybe What you are not doing is educating yourself and preparing yourself to compete and produce for civilization. You're pre you're not right. preparing yourself. You're, no, you're becoming you're becoming. Uh, you're basically, you're going to spend a lifetime of being a victim. You're going to spend a lifetime of anticipating that the money you need just for food and shelter will be provided by the government because you've been too consumed with this. You haven't taken it upon yourself to learn a trade, to learn a profession, to compete, to engage for the common good. There, I know I'm sounding like a euphorian, but you fruitcakes, you don't contribute to the common good. By fruitcakes, I'm referring to that doctor. Mm-hmm. You, you are contributing nothing to the common good. Well, that, that point of view is endorsed by the government. The government wants us reliant on them. Yeah, and, I, and, and GLers don't want to be reliant on the government. We could, we could get one good thing out of this, though. Rook, can you use, um, hey, it's gender revolution season <laughs> yes. with your next ad. It's the season. It's time. Uh, <laughs> call your doc. I'm not gonna. I I I I won't make it to see the revolution. Ah, it's happening sooner than you think. Hold the full there, the full outcome of this destruction. But so I'll I'll turn myself over to Mueller, who's taking my pulse every time he shakes every my hand. Time. Anyway, <laughs> and then when I damn near got killed by the foul ball, he was sitting next to me and he said, "Damn it!" Mm -hmm. <laughs> About three feet away, I would have had Reaper. you. You know. Uh, 
But I've known Mueller all my life. I've known the Mueller family. I've known about Mueller Memorial Mortuaries. Uh, I know that uh, they take care of difficult times, but they, they do it in a way that you're not accustomed to and you will enjoy. Uh, you don't have to be down in the dumps. Well, that doesn't even sound right. What am I trying to say? No idea. You can celebrate a life well lived. Ah. Celebrate a life well lived. You can create the perfect event to honor a loved one and bring families together to celebrate a life well lived rather than rather than being weighed down and burdened right. by anxiety and <laughs> sadness and what have you. Uh, Mueller can turn that around. I mean, they even have a bar at the White Bear location. Let's We're go. not suggesting that people line up at the bar. What, what it indicates or what it's symbolic of is that in the event that might be part of your plans, it's available because you're celebrating. You're not... What's the, what's the opposite of celebrating? You're not lamenting. Yes. You're celebrating. Uh, by the way, that's the first in the nation. Uh, this, yeah. this, this guy is ahead of the curve. He knows this isn't a fun thing to think about, but that's what he thinks about. And that's what he's refined. And he's refined these ceremonies over the years. He's written a book, What to Know Before You Go. You can go to MuellerMemorial.com and seek a copy. But... Uh, I trust this guy. I've known him all my life. I've known the family. It's MuellerMemorial.com. Positive Wednesday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, located in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Almost anything you need related to auto care can be had at Schoonover. Schoony on the phone with us. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. So... Mike, you also run Play for Patrick, a wonderful organization based here uh, in the Twin Cities. And we had another one, unfortunately. It's in the back uh, section of today's Star Tribune. 14-year-old kid fell into a, a lake in central Minnesota. He's paddleboarding. Uh, he's from California in, in the, our area visiting. And evidently, they're saying um, it was a heart-related issue. He really could have used a heart screening uh, thing. Um, 14 years old, Mike, gone. Well, uh, it's a horrific feeling to, uh, I know as, I know how his parents are feeling and his, his family. And it's just horrible that, uh, that this keeps, you know, that this cat, this keeps happening and it will continue to happen. Um, and we're not going to stop it, but, uh, you know, what we're trying to do with, with the heart screens is just identify those kids because there is a certain percentage of the population. This just didn't come on for this young man to go down or Patrick to go down or all the other, uh, you know, youngsters that have, uh, you know, either passed away from sudden cardiac arrest or, or suffered sudden cardiac arrest and survived. So um, it's out there. We just need to identify them. And um, this is just a shame. So Mike, I guess that's why we do what we do. It's the leading cause of death in young athletes. The leading cause, and it seems, and and I'm assuming that this, the number of kids that die every year hasn't really fluctuated that much, but it seems, and I think this is good, that we are noticing, we're noticing it more and more. It's getting publicized. We're seeing it in the paper. We recently had a very high-profile athlete go down, and I think as horrible as that is, it's what we need. We need publicity on this. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. When when bad things happen, that's when it gets everybody's attention. But I do yeah. believe from the time we started back shortly after Patrick passed away back in, in 2014 uh, till now, you know, the needle has moved. And I, and I think just, uh, you know, DeMar Hamlin and uh, him going down last winter um, was another one of those high-profile situations. But I think... Uh, you know, the good thing is, is that the needle is moving. People are starting to pay attention. Uh, we do have uh, the attention of, you know, Mayo Clinic is working with us in the, in a research study, and and we're hoping that we might be able to do more with them. They're interested in talking more about uh, things that we can do together in the future to collaborate um, on these heart screens and further follow up. You know, um, it's one thing for us to identify to identify a youngster that has a heart condition. Uh, during our screening, um, we need to verify or make sure that that is is indeed what we found at our at our screening in a gymnasium, you know, with all the equipment we got. But when they go to um, when they go to a, our concern is is when they go to a family care practitioner or or the you know the family doc or whatever that the family doc may poo-poo the, the yeah. screening or, oh, you know, yeah. that's not important or, ah, they probably didn't find that type of thing. That That's 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 totally off base. And yep. so we do want to get those kids in to see a cardiologist to, to uh, you know, be further tested to make sure and to verify that our results are indeed what they are. And, hey, and if they're not or they're just a little bit off or it's something that's not as major – at least they know, but um, but I just do think that you know this is really important that Mike, that we continue to do this. Mike, if you're found to have a defect in one of the screenings that play by um, play for Patrick comes up with, does that qualify you to skip right over your family practitioner and go right to uh, a cardiologist? You know what I mean. You don't have to have a referral from the family doctor. No, unfortunately not. The the uh, that whole insurance thing. Um, God. Throws a little, you know, throws, you know, tap in the brakes there. So, oh. uh, no, they need to go through the regular protocol. But we're we're working with, we're having conversations with a hospital to talk about a way to streamline that process where we can go. Hey, here's the, you know, like you know, like when you're playing, you know, the football game is on and uh, the referee throws a flag and the refs get together, and then they go into the hood or. Or we're going to go to New York and we're going to get a, a live view of it. Or in a right. situation, we're going to go to Toronto and sure. get a second opinion on it. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of thing that we want to establish. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's the way it should be done. Playforpatrick.org, right? Absolutely. Yeah, go to that website, GLers, and uh, keep your eye out for the next screening. Uh, meanwhile, back to your car. Anything you need for that car can be had right there at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. They're the official body shop of GL, rated uh, always rated as one of the top shops in the metro. Quick Schoonover. question for Mike. Hang on, sorry, I got to talk shop. Can you? Are you able to put a lift kit on a Jeep? Your Jeep? Yes. I'd, I'd I'd like to see you. I, you know what, Rook? I'd like to see you make a video of that. Well, this a YouTube video of rookie putting a lift kit on his Jeep. This is uh, this is a question from my son Gabriel. <laughs> you know what? For Gabe, we'll do it absolutely. Okay, yeah, okay. Absolutely. That's just a quick question because it does need some uh, some body work. So when I bring it in, we'll uh, we'll add a lift kit to it. This to me seems like a question that could have been addressed by going to a website and then maybe sending an email. That website being schoonoverbodyworks.com. Very smart, Kenny.
this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Here's John Height. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, Minnesotans, get ready. Tax rebate checks will start going out as early as this week. Those thieves stole $18 billion from us, and you're getting back 38 cents. The governor announcing the payments, $260 for individual filers. or. Five twenty for married couples, and another two hundred sixty bucks a piece for up to three dependents. All of this anticipated since the Minnesota Department of Management and Budget projected a large billions of dollar budget surplus. You know what's funny about that? Yeah, they say up to three dependents. If you mm-hmm. have six kids, you really need the money. Yep, <laughs> or you ain't um, getting any. Right, and they raise taxes. Right. Of course, the original anticipation was that more money might be given back to taxpayers. Walls originally pitching $1,000 rebates for individual filers and two grand for married couples, but he faced blowback on that from members of both parties. Democrats used it on a dizzying array of new laws and departments. A lot, a lot of new departments. Mm. And Republicans said the governor was trying to buy votes. He did try to buy votes. And the uh, tweets are resurfacing from his campaign trail about $2,000 checks and how that, you know, that evil Scott Jensen didn't want to hand out $2,000 checks. But we're going to get those Walls is an to you. utter disappointment. It's worse than that. You I need know. to come up with a better word than disappointment. I know. I'm He's trying a to, lying I'm trying failure. to be charitable. <laughs> a new law, according to the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association, prohibits school resources officers from using prone restraint and comprehensive restraint on the head, neck, and across most of the torso. Well, in a letter to Governor Tim Walves, the Chiefs of Police Association's director, Jeff Post, is asking the governor to use whatever powers he has to address the situation. Rosemount Police Chief Mike Dahlstrom told our 5 Eyewitness News that a lot of chiefs are concerned about the new law and what it means for SROs as they try to control students. By our interpretation, he said, it prevents techniques that actually would make situations safer. And if an SRO has to break up a fight among students, the new law is unclear on how the officer should defuse the situation according to the police chiefs. Uh, Minnesota Schools, a spokesperson for the Department of Education, says, are places where every student should feel safe and supported. They say they are working. They're providing clarification and information to school districts will work to help provide understanding of the practical application of the new law. I I saw some of this on the news, and Mm -hmm. what it amounts to is that the coppers are essentially not allowed to do anything. So how are you supposed to stop a fight? Yeah, you can't. They can't even step in. Almost no, no. It's ridiculous. Have. If I was a copper, I'd uh, I'd leave the school. Hmm. Two children placed under a welfare hold after one of them was apparently shot in Invergrove Heights last night. An initial report said the officers were called to the 5300 block of Ottoman Avenue shortly after 7 o'clock on a weapons call. They later learned that a six-year-old boy had apparently been shot and brought to Children's Hospital. Child's injuries reported to be non-life-threatening. The report added that the six-year-old and another child under the age of four in the home were placed under a welfare hold. Officials do not believe there's a threat to the public. The Invergrove Heights Police Department say it's early in the investigation and they are continuing to investigate the incident. A Twin Cities area woman with a long criminal history of fraud has received a seven and a half year prison term for stealing $4.7 million in COVID-19 relief money from government agencies. 
40-year-old Takesha Solomon of Bloomington was sentenced in U.S. District Court in St. Paul yesterday after she pled guilty to wire fraud for submitting phony claims for unemployment to various states. Her sentence includes an order to pay back all the money she stole. That's about $4.6 million. That's owed to the California Employment Development Department and smaller amounts to similar agencies here in Minnesota and Illinois. Prosecutors said in a court filing ahead of sentencing that her ill-gotten wealth allowed her to enjoy what they called a lavish lifestyle. Oh, the old lavish, lavish lifestyle. Yeah. Funded by fraudulent proceeds, such as Ms. Solomon's acquisition of a Jaguar sedan vehicle. As part of her sentence, Solomon not only has to forfeit the Jag, uh, she has to give it to the federal government, and she also has to give up any other property or possession she acquired with money from the scheme. In April, co-defendant Takara Hughes of Maplewood was sentenced to one and a half years in prison for stealing $1.25 million in pandemic relief money from government agencies in much the same way Solomon did. These weren't Walz's Department of Education food fraudsters. No, these are a whole different scale. She's an independent operator. Now, uh, (laughs) I I can't help but think she could use a few classes on being a criminal. Um, And wouldn't the way to go, you would want to turn that money into cash right away. And then wouldn't you want to disappear with that cash? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Isn't that mm -hmm. the way to go so you could um, enjoy your lifestyle forever? You know, a lot of people, uh, Kenny, uh, they hear a story like that and they think of the... Terrible ramifications of the fraud and how it affects yeah. the taxpayer. Yeah. And yeah. you immediately begin to wonder, well, how sh- could she have better done Well, this? those people, A, are saps, <laughs> and B, aren't looking at, they're not trying the to picture. take them, they're, they're not trying to live to their full potential. No, what always gets them to is the car. You know, you got to have yeah. a, you don't What's wrong with a, a nice Suburban? Just get a, a, you know, a Hyundai or something. Oh, wait, they're too I mean, easy to steal. If you need a bank, the Swiss are notoriously corrupt. Yeah, Cayman get Islands. Over, get it over to Switzerland or the Cayman. Go, look for the most corrupt country in the world. It's got to be Switzerland. Yeah. Get it over there. I uh, There was a guy that had it all figured out. This was probably about 1968. A guy had robbed a bunch of banks in uh, the United States. And he escaped. He went uh, towards Hawaii, landed on an island, and the inhabitants of this island, there were about six or eight of them, they thought he was a doctor. And Uh. once they found out um, that he was a bank robber, uh, he ended up escaping from this island, and the people were stranded on the island for about, I don't know, maybe six to ten years. I don't know this movie. Yeah, what movie is this, Rick? Uh, It's called Gilligan's Island. (laughs) Mr. Howell didn't rob banks. No, no, was no a bank but, robber on the island. Yes, so oh. he, was, and he landed on the island, and he told them that he oh, was. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that episode. But he got away with it. You know, <laughs> did he try to swoop Ginger or Marianne? Which I'm one not sure which one he favored. Other Mrs. other news. Yes. In other news, Thanks, Target Target reported a second quarter sales drop. <laughs> Dragged down by shoppers' inflation worries and a negative reaction by some customers, widely publicized on social media. You don't of its, say. Of its well, the thing is, they got it from both ends. If you remember this story, I'll right. tell you about that in just right. a minute. Much of the sales decline was anticipated because of persistently tough economic conditions, but the Pride debacle was a little more unexpected. In May, Target announced it was pulling some unspecified items from its product lineup, celebrating the LGBTQ community during June's Pride Month because of threatening customer behavior towards its employees and online outrage. So, 
at that point, they angered one side of the aisle. But in turn, when they pulled all that stuff, some LGBTQ advocates voiced concern that Target's decision undermined its inclusive messaging. That angered the other side, causing some boycotting action from both sides of the proverbial aisle. I'm so old, I remember getting flack about this on the show. Here's the bit, ladies and gentlemen. No one had a problem. Nobody had a problem with Target selling LGBTQ attire. Nobody cared. It's the damn pushing the agenda on kids. That's when people got mad, and that's when people decided to say, well, bleep you, Target, I'm not spending my money there. That's what got them into trouble. Leave kids alone, and no one's going to have an issue. Do they have any mermaid stuff? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Now, despite all this, profit came in above expectations. Once again, it wasn't Target caring about kids or gays or anybody. It's Target trying to match or meet their quota for ESG. Yep. It's all about ESG. They don't care about you. They never have. They never will. Nope. You're not even a customer. Nope. You're a, You're a guest. guest. Yep. <laughs> and most people chose not to be a guest. I won't shop anywhere where they're going to call me a guest. Mm. I don't want to be a member of any club that would have I got. Me. I got bad news for them because every store employee is calling you a guest. So you, you know what I've narrowed anywhere. it down to? I also won't go into a store that has a greeter. If there's a greeter at the door <laughs> yeah. and they greet me, I give them the fu and I turn around that's, and walk that's, out. They might as well be saying, "How? What? He got any plans for the weekend?" Yeah. Yep. Yep. God, you guys are crabby. Anyway, profit came in above expectations despite all this for Target, as they brought inventories closer in line with cautionary spending on discretionary items by customers, and their shares rose nearly six percent in early morning trading despite trimming profit expectations for. The year now, uh, as you may know or may not, every quarter they're one of the first to report their financial results. So we should be seeing a bunch of these come in in the next couple of days. One of the great things about shopping at the NAC hardware store is you walk in the door, you greet the proprietor, and you go back and you find what you're looking for. He or she doesn't follow you, doesn't ask a lot of stupid questions, minds his or her, her own business. That's you, why you, I love uh, You got the some nap. nice new stuff the other day. Yeah. Of uh, some oil change clothes. Yep. 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 And if I would have been greeted at the door or let's say I need help and an employee is easy to find, mm-hmm. I would have been mad. Mm-hmm. I want my stores <laughs> empty and I want to be left alone. And if I need help, I want to, I want it to be hard to find help. <laughs> I need help okay. in aisle five. Yep. The current president at St. Catherine University is set to retire next year, according to an announcement yesterday. President Rebecca Koenig-Roloff plans to retire August 15, 2024, at the end of her eighth year as head of the university. A committee has begun a national search for her replacement and will oversee the transition process, according to the university. Uh, why don't we take a break here and uh, hear from Mr. Reavers. You know, if you decide to start a crime ring like Kenny has suggested, please don't take your business to North American Banking Company. Find somebody else. No, I'm just kidding. North American Banking Company, uh, they've been at it since 1998. And when they first opened their branch, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers. And that's where you know your banker and they know you personally. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank right here in the Twin Cities, that has 
does not. And that's because they invest in the people, businesses, and organizations that make the Twin Cities a great place to live. Check them out online, nabankco.com. That's their website. They have six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. And they get it. There's no shortage of banking options in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company because they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the service of a community bank. And they're also locally owned and operated nabankco.com, nabankco.com. That's their website. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. of Spoon Lake. We're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Last night I got up, went over, unhooked everything, pulled it all back through out of the barn. Right. Pulled it back over into that <laughs> kind of a low spot about 200 feet from the barn. Right. Coiled it all up and laid it down so now the electrician comes out when he starts to test everything, it's all gonna be fine. Oh God help us. Oh <laughs> now you then you'll rehook it up. And then and then Sunday when he goes to church I'll sneak back over and hook it back up. <laughs> and uh no one uh he's got to know that everyone who listens to the radio is in on the prank now. Because other people have got to know you two, and yet they're they're playing along, and no one's telling them. He doesn't know yet. Oh my God! If, if he does know, he's sure acting great. Oh, this is this is the best. This is the best. So so things are dormant till Sunday. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You can't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to have to wake up and go. No no. In the middle of the night. <laughs> no no. Sunday will be fine. So Sunday I'm gonna go hook it up, and then I think what I'm gonna do is, after I get rehooked up on Sunday, I'm gonna do it just like one time the next week, mm-hmm. and then the next Sunday if he's gone, <laughs> or if I notice that they're gone for any period of time, see if maybe they're gonna go Christmas shopping, mm-hmm. and I might sneak over there and put a different color in place of one of the colors that he has up on the house. <laughs> I don't want to get caught because it's so much fun. I want to try and do it again next year. Oh God, this is this is this is this is just too good. This is too good. Now here's the deal. Uh, our next update from you. <laughs> our next update from you. Let's let a few days go. But can you call me Tuesday? Tuesday. I won't be I won't be here Monday. Yeah. You call me Tuesday. And uh because all with all that's really gonna happen between now and Sunday, the electrician's gonna come over, he's gonna pronounce everything fit, you're gonna let the guy ride for a few days, he's gonna go to church Sunday, you'll rehook up your stuff, and then Tuesday give us your fourth update. <laughs> <laughs> and then when this is all over, you get the map, the CD, the hat, the shirt. You get it all. You get everything we got in the catalog. 
<laughs> and then for we'll him, you know what? For, for your buddy, too, we'll do the same thing. We'll make a GL pack for him once he finds out, because he'll shoot you once he finds out. <laughs> but I don't want him to find out. I want to do this again next year. All right, well, okay, then you. You get the GL pack when this is done. Next Tuesday, you got that? Yep. Mom's the word. Mom's the word. You know what? We we, we can't on. do this though. What do you mean? He can't milk it and then do it again next year. We need to have this guy it's on the, on the air though, and we need to have the other guy on there with. As no, Greg says, no, no. hey, no, if Greg wants, I to, nailed you, buddy. No, if Greg wants to pull this off again, I think that's fantastic. This could be All an right. annual GL event. Greg drives neighbor crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, buddy. Talk to you later, Joe. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Poor guy's going to be in therapy oh, for the next is, 15 this is years. beautiful. 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Tis the season. Tis the season to plan ahead. And if you know somebody that would, could use a scholarship, well, Minnesota Masonic Charities is there for you. Go online to mnmasoniccharities.org and click on scholarships. Minnesota Masonic Charities proudly represents the charitable interests of Minnesota Masonry and encourages the engagement of Masonic Lodges and Order of the Eastern Star Chapters with their communities across the state. Sound like a mouthful? It is. You got to go to their website. Listed right there on the website are ways in which MMC supports the efforts of Minnesota brothers and sisters and links to important documentation. Now, there's going to be a uh, 2024 list of scholarships as well, and you need to get on that if you want to honor someone. They do a great, they have a whole bunch of scholarships, and they're listed all at their website. Their website is a wealth of information of not just scholarships, but everything charitable that they do. That's why they want you to look at their website, mnmasoniccharities.org, and learn about them. They're on Garage Logic to get the word out. There's no secrecy, and people think they're behind closed doors, what's going on. They'll tell you everything, and you'll learn so much and how charitable they are by visiting the website. So, mnmasoniccharities.org, mnmasoniccharities.org. It's Minnesota Masonic Charities. Thank you, Rook. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee first put on his robes in February of this year, and now about six months into his new gig, he's been assigned to oversee perhaps the biggest case in Georgia history, the indictment of former President Donald Trump and 18 others whose prosecutors say organized efforts to overturn Joe Biden's narrow 2020 victory in the state. The 34-year-old McAfee has spent a lot of his career as a prosecutor, first for the Fulton County District Attorney, later for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Atlanta. He was randomly assigned to the case, but he has worked for key people involved in the events of 2020. For Governor uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, a fellow Republican whom Trump attacked repeatedly for not joining the effort to overturn the loss. Also worked with former U.S. Attorney Byung J. Pak, whom Trump forced out of office for not joining the effort, and with Fannie Willis, the Democratic District Attorney in Fulton County, whose more than two-and-a-half-year probe led to the charges. 
Surgeons transplanted a pig's kidney into a brain-dead man, and for over a month, it's worked normally. Hmm. And they're saying that's a critical step toward an operation the New York team hopes to eventually try in living patients. Could we hire him uh, in the sales department? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can continue at this point. Wow. That was a Um, joke. That was a joke. Come on. So, well, I didn't so think I, it was a joke. Come on, I'm joshing <laughs> ya. But I kid. Scientists around the country are racing to learn how to use animal organs to save human lives, and bodies donated for research offer what they're calling a remarkable rehearsal. The latest experiment announced by NYU's Langone Health marks the longest a pig kidney has functioned in a person, and it's not over yet. Researchers are set to track the kidney's performance for a second month. Our pig kick. Kidneys just like human kidneys? You're asking, Staff, you're asking uh, anyone? Yeah, doc, anyone? Doc, well, yeah, doctor. They're, they're exactly. They mimic. Uh, they thank mimic. you. Yes, thank they do. Thank you. Hormel Foods. I would have answered, Joe, about, but uh, I would have answered that question, but I haven't been briefed. Okay. Yeah, I have. Hormel Foods, we've talked about a lot lately. The maker of Spam is offering a helping hand to the residents of Maui. Uh, Hawaiians, as we've talked about, consume 8 million cans of Spam every year, more Spam products than any other state. Hormel Foods is working with an organization called the Convo, uh, Convey of Hope to bring relief and Spam to the island. Uh, Lahaina, as we've heard about, was consumed by fire in early August, now considered the deadliest fire in the U.S. in more than a century. Um, the canned meat brand is bringing water and hygiene products to the island as well as Spam. Convey of Hope and Hormel Foods have been partners for eight years and provided Convey? eight. It's C-O-N-V-E-Y, yes. I wonder not why they convoy. call it Convey. I originally thought it was convoy, but uh, either that or I typed it all wrong. Uh, Anyway, in the near future, Hormel Foods will start selling shirts featuring a specialized spam graphic with 100% of the profits planned to go toward relief efforts in Maui. Uh, Those will be available to purchase on their website. A trio of brazen thieves caught on video pilfering bags of merchandise from an East L.A. Nike store over the weekend just one day after over 300 grand in stock was swiped from a nearby Nordstrom by 30 people. One man and two women entered the Nike community store on Whittier Boulevard Sunday, 530, and began boldly grabbing whatever they could carry in full view of staff and other shoppers. Uh, when the bag uh, spilled open that one of the people were carrying the individual calmly, repacked the boxes and followed their accomplice out of the store. The three are believed to have stolen around $1,000 worth of merchandise. One day earlier, last Saturday, a similar flash rob-style heist took place when about 30 individuals grabbed more than $300,000 worth of items from the Nordstrom store at the Westfield Topanga Shopping Center. The group wore ski masks while they ripped security devices off designer clothes, bags, and other items. One of the suspects shot bear spray in the face of a security guard at the store's entrance. What Refresh my memory. Where was this? LA. California, LA, LA Topanga. was. Uh, and why are we not arresting criminals? Is it equity related? No, exactly. we uh, lifted the shoplifting prosecution. Yeah, you charges. don't have shoplifting prosecution. So everybody's life now has gone to hell because of this. Everybody. Yeah, you can't go shop anymore. You go to a drugstore in certain towns, communities, cities, everything is under lock and key. You can't get anything because of this. We heard firsthand account. What was it? It's easier to get a toothbrush in Kabul? Uh, well, the kid told me it's easier to get a toothbrush in uh, Beijing than it was in uh, San Francisco. Wow. 
The British Museum said today that a member of its staff has been dismissed after items were found to be missing, stolen, or damaged. The museum said it ordered an independent review of security in order to kickstart a vigorous program to recover the missing items. Now, this is not just, uh, you know, little items. These items include gold jewelry and gems of semi-precious stones and glass dating from the 15th century B.C. to the 19th century. George Osborne is the chair of the British Museum. He said the incident only reinforces the case for reimagination of the museum. The museum said legal action would be taken against the individual, and that matter was currently under investigation by the London Police Department. Apropos of absolutely nothing, Go. but this was sent to us by a couple of people. You guys are aware of the, um, the the big thriller that came out recently, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I'm unaware of it. Well, it came out, and guess who has resurfaced? I don't Whom? know. The I Like Turtles kid. Oh, really? Came, oh, Jonathan. Came, Jonathan. Came to the premiere as an adult wearing the same face paint, being interviewed by the same field reporter, and they reenacted that in front of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It's right. got out of a screening for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, and I'm with my friend, the zombie, Jonathan. Looking good. Jonathan just got an awesome face paint job. What'd you think of the movie? I like turtles. All right. Your great zone's got out of a... So the kids... That's pretty wacky stuff they did there, huh? Is that for a a newscast? Well, you had the same facial expression. I thought it was kind of funny. We stamped it a lot of planning. Very risky. uh, Yeah. Joe's waving a piece of paper at me. No, I I want to tell you, I told you... Thank you, John. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, I told you yesterday I got an email from the fellow who was uh, was constantly having to shovel the snow for the Euphorian neighbors across the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Table salt. And uh, he writes, uh, you might remember me. Well, of course we do. I am the one with the mysterious neighbors who would salt their driveway with table salt, then bought the smallest and cheapest electric snowblower they could find. I am sorry about the long hiatus, but we had a bad fallout during the last snow of the season. But one of the GL sponsors came to help repair our relationship. I'll get to that in a moment. I'm happy to share that story if you have time. To start, you have to understand how our houses are located regarding each other. We are both on a hill on the opposite side of the street. And for years, I have watched the Mysterian wife use our normally shoveled driveway as a runway to get up her non-shoveled driveway. I watched her back up our driveway, gun her van, and try to get up their driveway as far as she could. Then she would back up, do it again and again and again. She would continue this anywhere between a few minutes to almost an hour. She would create huge snow trenches, just like the sides of the streets in the Twin Cities. I would try to get out early to shovel because I knew this was coming. During the last snow, if I remember correctly, it was a long and heavy snow, so I knew it was going to be a two-shovel storm. But before I could get out there, here she comes and Uh did the same thing she normally does, but since I didn't have the driveway shoveled, she packed down all the snow on my driveway. I know uh, you know what it's like since you and your neighbor would have races to see if you could drive on each other's driveways. So you understand much of the pain in the butt it is to clean that. 
So I just texted him and asked if they would mind not doing that anymore because it makes shoveling my driveway that much harder. Hmm. He then went on about how everything I do isn't correct, blowing snow into the street, blowing leaves around, et cetera. (laughs) I told him he was an ass clown, and that was how it ended until I watched the wife run her car into their garage door, which was actually the second time in two years. Of course, they called me to see if I could fix the door like I did two years ago, but I don't want to be responsible for their stuff anymore. So I thought, hmm, oh, damn, precision garage doors to Twin Cities. So I quickly told them to give them a call, and they were out the same day, even though it was a weekend, with a new door. But because of Precision Garage Doors Twin Cities, the husband and I are at least talking now. But the best part is I have tons of stories. I have been writing them down and would be happy to share one or two with you every week. Yes, we do want to hear about these mysterious neighbors. Uh, I am writing for two other reasons. Those stories of how incompetent people are nowadays. I believe they might be a little bit of a fishing story, but completely true. Uh, What else did he say? That's about it. Okay. Let me tell you something. He's referring to our friends at Precision Door MN, uh, Precision Door of the Twin Cities. They take care of everything. Yep. Rollers, springs, openers, pairing things technologically, uh, new doors in the event you need a new door, just like these goofballs did. And they're available on weekends. They don't charge extra for weekends. They're available 24-7. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin and they are a Garage Logic family-owned business family. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Keep them in mind. You need good garage door people, and they fix garage doors correctly. Get help online immediately at PrecisionDoorMN.com. Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Only. Where are we now? Oh my God, they're in the North Sea. The oh, traveling cool. linemen are up at the North Sea. I heard that's I don't know if that means they're on uh, the water or, or what, but you could find out at worldwidewaftage.com. Hmm. On this day... Joe, today is August 16th. In 1909, author Marchette Shute is born in Minneapolis. She published several award-winning children's books, including Shakespeare of London, Geoffrey Chaucer of England, and Ben Johnson of Westminster. Hmm. And on this day in 1964... All I did was search North Sea, and the sunset images appearing Mm -hmm. are wonderful. I'm very jealous of them right now. Sorry, August 16th. On this day in 1964, Australia defeated Chile as Minneapolis hosted the Davis Cup tennis tournament. Sweet! I bet that was martinis and cucumber sandwiches. Oh, you know that. <laughs> Sorry, what year? 1964. I bet that was the Hoi Polloi. Served on a nice serving tray of a, of a uh, lake. Would somebody verify this for me? I'm going to tell you how good my memory is. Go. Or not my memory, but my suspicion. I bet it was held at the Minicata Club. What it's year was it? 1964 Davis Cup. I bet it was held at the Minicata Club. What large events would have 
event centers would have existed back then? Uh, nothing that I can think of for tennis unless you, you know, went indoors. The 64 Davis Cup was played held. at the Minicotta Club? Nicolette Tennis Club in Minneapolis. Really? Yeah. Yep. Boy, I miss that Was that, that a big deal, the Davis Cup? Uh, it, that's amateur tennis, isn't it? Isn't that their Ryder Cup? Or maybe that's their Ryder Cup and pros from different countries compete. I'm really pretty much not up to speed on the Davis Cup. Got it. So you, you can look it one. up. You have a computer. Uh, I just figured, you know, with your sports writing background, maybe you covered one. <laughs> I never did, but I did cover uh, some tennis tournaments yeah. at Minicata, which is why I thought this would have been at Minicata. I'm unfamiliar with the Nicollet uh, tennis uh, facility. I wonder if it still exists. Checking. You're both looking and you're yes. not coming up with I'm, anything. I'm looking at the Davis Cup. It's the premier international team event in men's tennis run by the International Tennis Federation. Well, then I got it's got to be like the Ryder Cup. It's got to be the pros from various countries facing off against each other uh, for their country, for the pride of their country. And uh, this uh, Australia team probably would have featured Rod Laver. We were talking about, Rod before Laver, the show started, yeah. we were talking about our amateur uh, exploits into sports, playing as a youth and then through high school. And I can tell you, as a, as an expert in tennis, my, my nephew went out for tennis and said, I'm just going to be happy when I return the serve. Mm -hmm. That's how good of a tennis player he was in high school. <laughs> Uh, from the Davis Cup allowed only amateurs and national registered professional players from 1968 to compete until 1975. Well, that doesn't make sense. No, because this no, was 1964. Yeah. Right. You know who would have known a lot about it? And he's hmm. no longer with us. Arthur Ashe. But I bet it was a big deal on his show, Charlie Boone. Uh, Charlie Boone was a tennis guy. <laughs> So was Arthur Ashe. <laughs> right, but Arthur Ashe wasn't from here, right. nor was he on the radio <laughs> right. here. But if you called him, he would be able to tell you. It's, I'm uh, dead now, but... It's men's professional tennis, Joe. Right. I have a question. I have a question. So was Arthur Ashe, best line of the day. Can somebody help me out here? Go. Yes, Kenny. What's a four-letter word for <laughs> skate park bar? <laughs> skate park bar? Ramp. Yeah. Ramp. No, it's the thir third letter has to be an A. Uh, I think you got that one wrong. Then. <laughs> I could ask Dill. Thank you, GLers. I'm done with these people. Yeah, Goodbye. You can take the rest See of the week off. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. I am going to. <laughs> 
Arthur Ashe. <laughs> Where, how did Arthur come up? It's tennis. the first tennis thing he thought of was yeah. Arthur Ashe. Tennis. You can see all sorts of uh, YouTube videos of Arthur Ashe. You don't even have to subscribe. But you do have to subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube to be entertained, just like you're being entertained right now. Who was the African American female tennis player? It was an amazing. Of the Arthur Althea, Ashe. Althea, Althea Gibson. 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 Yes, yeah. she would know too. Thank you. Serena. Oh, boy. Uh, the Garage Logic Town Council available to you at garagelogic.com for 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for a year. You can be entertained prior to the show, after the show, and during the breaks when it gets really hot and heavy with each other here. Garage Logic Town Council at garagelogic.cha. Ah. Uh. Yeah. We're John right now. John? 